the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, November the 17th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. On November 17, 1869, the Suez Canal opened in Egypt. Today in 1800, Congress held its first session in a partially completed U.S. Capitol building. Today, in 1973, President Richard Nixon told Associated Press managing editors in Orlando, Florida, he said, quote, people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. Today, in 1989, the Walt Disney animated feature, The Little Mermaid, opened in wide release. These were the good old days with Disney. Disney is on their back. Their stock has fallen dramatically over the last 12 to 24 months, particularly the last 12 months. I've been paying attention to it. No, I don't own stock in Disney, nor have I ever, but boy, their stock has taken a fall, unbelievably so, over the last few few months. And it's been in a lot of the, the business journals and so on. People are trying to figure out why. Well, I think a part of that is because they've decided to betray their very support base, families in America. They've taken off on this wild expedition of theirs to start, you know, every everything is about LGBTQ agenda. That's part of, I think that's part of their problem. And I'm not a financial counselor, but that would be my take on that, among other things. Today in 1997, 62 people, most of them foreign tourists, were killed when militants opened fire at a temple in Luxor, uh, Egypt, the attackers, who also hacked their victims, were killed by the police. Today in 2002, Abba Iban, the statesman who helped persuade the world to approve creation of Israel as a nation, dominated Israeli diplomacy for decades. He died near Tel Aviv. He was 87 years old, a hero to the Jews. Today in 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as the 38th governor of California. Not so much a hero when he fathered a child with their housekeeper, and uh, then his wife found out about it. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a disaster, personally, in office. Thank you for your kind notes that you send uh, when you write to us, and thank you so much for your support. Got this note from Wenatchee. Then they cried unto the Lord in their troubles, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Psalm 107, verse 6. Got this note from Chelan, not so far from Wenatchee, actually, from Chelan. Dear Gary family and staff, thank you for your perseverance and strong stance for all that is good and true and speaking against the sin that is so destructive on many fronts. Blessings and thanksgiving for those who stand with and appreciate your ministry. 
Psalm 68:19. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Thank you, and thank you all for your support. We need it, and uh, it is a reoccurring event every month, as you know. And um, so thank you for standing with us. Those of you who make larger gifts from time to time, thank you. Those of you who support us sometimes with larger gifts every month, thank you. And to those of you who do what you can and stand with us each month, thank you from the bottom of my heart. We are getting into perilous times in this country, and I'm going to be talking about that this morning. Perilous times in that the very foundations of what America is about and how America and upon what America was founded is under attack. The most basic fundamental institutions of human life is under attack. And it's not, it's not an angry attack. It's a subtle, it's an incremental, it's a satanic attack in my view. I'm going to be talking about that. So it's so important. We need, there is a constant need for us to um, protect ourselves or, well, I have a choice. I can either keep speaking the truth as we see it and as I believe God has called me to, consistent with his word. If we're ever saying things that don't line up with the Bible, then turn me off, uh, honest, because that's not our intent, and we won't be doing that, by the way, so just leave your dial alone. But we're going to stay real close to the Bible, and we have over a lifetime and over the years of this program. But as we continue to do that and continue to speak, as this one uh, supporter said in the message there, um, speak the truth and call out sin and talk about it in, in the right context, in the spirit of love, but in the context of the Bible, in the context of what's happening in our culture. As we do that, we need to, and we've been, just been forced to do it, to have continuing um, legal advice and uh, help, or the other, and and to keep talking and doing what I feel God has called me to do, and the other choice would just simply be to dial it back and talk about things that aren't controversial, and I'm not going to do that, so that isn't an issue, but that would be the other choice, and we have given that zero consideration. So thank you for standing with us. We have all of this stuff that goes on behind the scenes to allow us to do what we do each day, and you are an incredibly important part of that. I stand with you. Thank you so much for standing with us and with me. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Well, the Senate in my view, took a big step, a leap, towards Sodom yesterday. A bill to ensure federal recognition of same-sex marriage rights passed a crucial test in the Senate. Late yesterday afternoon, I was watching it on C-SPAN. I knew uh, what their schedule was after they they were off the day as far as uh, in session and they reconvened. It was, I don't know, 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, our time. And West Coast time. And uh, so, anyway, I was uh, watching them on CSAN because I wanted to talk about it today and I wanted 
to write an article about it as well, which we have done. And you can find the article on our website at Faith and Freedom, faithandfreedom.us. You can also contribute there uh, if you'd like, and many do. But I would um, I would encourage you to read this if you have time, because there's some there's some uh, links there which with much more information than I'm going to be able to cover today on this program. But this bill is to ensure federal recognition of same-sex marriage rights passed. It passed a crucial test in the Senate yesterday afternoon. The New York Times was waiting as well, and as soon as it passed, in real time, as soon as it passed, they were out there on their website. The New York Times said, This vote signaled a remarkable shift in American politics and culture, demonstrating how same-sex marriage, once a politically divisive issue, has been so widely accepted in society that a law to protect the rights of same-sex couples across the country could gain decisive bipartisan majorities in both the Senate and the House. Christian leaders are calling it the most blatant attack on religion. End of quote. Christian leaders are calling this the most blatant attack on religious freedom and the institution of marriage in the history of the country. And I join with them in their calls for people to wake up and be informed on this issue. Sadly, 12 Republicans helped the Democrats push the culture toward what I call Sodom and Gomorrah. If we continue on this path, someone has said God is going to have to apologize for Sodom and Gomorrah. I don't know who said that, but it, it, it makes the point for sure. Here's what we need to expect in the coming days and the weeks as a result of this vote yesterday. And you should know, because there's going to be a deluge of talk about it in the news media because of what, just as the New York Times very appropriately defined it. They called it a remarkable shift in American politics and culture. They said demonstrating how same-sex marriage, once a, once a politically divisive issue, has been so widely accepted in society that a law now to protect this has found its way into our legal system. So they are pointing out the political shift in our culture. I want to point out the spiritual shift in our culture today. While they're accepting, I'm not. I will never accept this as anything other than what God has said that same-sex relations and marriage is all about. It doesn't. The Bible doesn't address same-sex marriage, but it addresses marriage as it should be, the institution that God created. These 12 Republicans, and I'll come back to them in a moment, several of them, I know for a fact that they have been personally uh, indoctrinated by their children. And they have changed their mind publicly about marriage and what it should be over the last couple of years. It's an incremental attack on the institution, the most fundamental institution in human experience that God has ever created. It's marriage. That's how the human race is sustained, through marriage and family in a healthy way, through marriage and family and having kids and creating a family, a, a little pod or a block. Man, these 12 Republicans joined the Democrats to advance this. It's very deceptively named. And this tells kind of the story of this. 
Respect for Marriage Act is what the bill is called. It's 8404. But um, the Respect for Marriage Act is anything but what this bill is. It's a disrespect for Marriage Act. But it's on track to become law in the twilight of the Democratic-held Congress. Yesterday, the Republicans, if, they're, if they truly are Republicans, the Republicans um, gained, got their 218th seat, and so the Republicans will be, uh, unless something <laughs> catastrophic happens that we don't know about, they will be uh, the majority. And there are some other races that are not yet called, but it's looking like that Republicans are going to win, several of them. But they will now be the majority in the House of Representatives. But that doesn't take place till the first of the year. So they're, they're, the Biden administration is pushing this marriage thing through before the, the new guys come in and, take, and the Republicans take control of the House. I mean, that, they're very open about it. They're not, uh, they're not trying to sneak around and do it. It's just right out in the open. They're saying, we've got to get this passed before the Republicans take over. New York Times reported minutes after the vote, they said the 6237 vote, which came only days after the midterm elections in which Democrats retained control of the Senate, but were on track to lose the House to the Republicans. Obviously, the New York Times wrote that yesterday afternoon before the 218th Republican was called, the, the race was called, and became the majority in the House. It was a rare and notable last gasp of bipartisanship by the lame duck Congress as lawmakers look toward an era of political gridlock in divided Washington. That's how the New York Times sums it up. But Christians and conservatives saw something very different. I saw something very different. Indeed, it was a last gasp, but not for bipartisanship. It was an attempt to stop people from defying the Creator who established the institution of marriage as between one man and one woman at creation. They also saw it as a betrayal by these 12 of their own in the Republican Party and a U.S. Senate that chose to defy Almighty God and nature and common sense. This list of the 12 Senate Republicans who voted against the platform and the Republican Party the betrayal of millions of conservatives and evangelical Christians who voted for them. Can you imagine how you'd feel if you felt strongly about marriage as between a man and a woman? You elect XYZ Republican. He or she goes off to Washington, D.C. and goes, oh, well, I've changed my mind. That There's a shift in the culture, and we have to politically follow that shift. The Republican senators who ultimately voted for the measure on Wednesday were Roy Blunt of Missouri, uh, Richard Burr of North Carolina, Shelley Moore, Capito, I think is Capito, I, I think that's how you pronounce it. She's from West Virginia. Susan Collins of Maine, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, Rob Portman of Ohio, Dan Sullivan of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, Tom Tillis of North Carolina, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Johnny Erst of Iowa, and Todd Young of Indiana. Last summer, and I talked about that on this program uh, several times, 47 House Republicans joined Democrats to pass a version of this same bill. Now, they passed a version that came to the Senate. The Senate voted on this yesterday afternoon. They passed it through, which what that means is it'll go back to the House with a couple of amendments 
and the house is already poised. Now, this is the old house, not the newly elected house. The old house, the one that's been in place with a Democrat majority and 47 Republican cohorts, they will pass it. It's probably a done deal. Senator Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, said that passage of the legislation now expected after Thanksgiving would be one of the true highlights of the year for this body. And Schumer said, quote, one of the more significant accomplishments of this Senate to date. Speaking on the Senate floor on the record, Schumer noted that his daughter and her wife, his daughter and her wife, were expecting a baby in the spring. And he said, I want them and everyone in a loving relationship to live without the fear that their rights could one day be stripped away. What that means, the stripped away part, is that when the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, Clarence Thomas raised some questions about other issues, and he was obviously thinking, among other things, of marriage. What he said, where the courts have overreached the Constitution, and they have given rights that aren't given by the Constitution nor supported by the Constitution, and redefining marriage was one of those that he was thinking about. So this put the fear into these people, and they have rushed this through, but they couldn't have done this without the help of the Republicans, even though even though it, it's, it's divided in the Senate and there's a majority in the House. They still needed a few Republicans to join them to get past the, so they they could change the rules a little bit. That's called cloture, and they could get to this point. So they were enabled by people who probably ran for office in their district, among other things, as being for marriage, because that's pretty fundamental to most Republicans, I think. At least it has been. There were not enough public servants who were willing to take a stand for marriage. I mean, if you can't stand for marriage between a man and a woman, what can you stand for? On the other side of the Capitol, Republicans have secured a narrow House majority, as I said. It's called by the Associated Press. They now have the 218th Republican. That's a majority. But the impact of this step, this slouching towards Sodom, is far and wide, and it's deep. They're doing it with such, like, we are good people, such virtue signaling. We are good people. We love, we're going to give everybody the chance. It's not fair that we don't extend marriage to everybody. And what will be next? Everything? I mean, can two dogs get married or a tree maybe at a fire? I mean, I don't know. Where does it stop? American Family News says, and this was written just before this past yesterday afternoon, American Family News says, like free speech, conscience rights, tax-exempt statuses, religious freedom, and every other fundamental value on the cho- is on the chopping block with this bill. The right of parents to have a say in their children's education will vanish. The second Joe Biden's pen hits the paper to sign H.R. 8404 into law, the microphones across this country's local school board meetings, the same ones that thousands of moms and dads have used to speak their peace, will be turned off. Under this proposal, with some Republicans, they will have the audacity to support natural marriage, and it's considered a bigoted view. 
with the Republican support, some of them. If you believe that marriage is between a man and a wife and a woman, you are have now as a result of this of this law, you have become a bigot legally in the United States of America. You're discriminating. Some legal experts, including Family Research Council's Mary Beth Waddell, she believes the text actually makes a correlation between natural marriage and racism. I read that part of the text. It's fairly lengthy, but I read that part, and I agree with her. I'm not a legal scholar. Of course, she is, but I agree. The bill itself threatens, quote, the Attorney General may bring a civil action in the appropriate United States District Court against any person who violates subsection A for uh, declaration or injunctive relief. In other words, if you hold the belief that marriage is the union of a man and a woman, the mainstream view for all of human history, in 6,000 years of human experience, every major religion has defined marriage as between a man and a woman. Nobody thought otherwise. There has been homosexuality from the beginning of time. You find it in every section of human history. But nobody has come out and said, well, two men could get married. I mean, it just wasn't an issue until now. And now it is. The Justice Department can be brought to bear the full weight of the law as if that weren't enough. There's a In the bill, there's a private right of action, meaning everyday citizens can sue based on some perceived violation of their rights. It's encouraged that anyone harmed by your biblical beliefs should speak up. So we're at a point now where I, what I'm doing right now is in the process of becoming illegal because I'm speaking up, and I, I'm not a bigot, not at all. But I'm speaking the truth to the best of my ability, according to the Word of God. That is about to become a target, legally. Carrying this out to its logical conclusion, parents who object to graphic or inappropriate curriculum in the classroom, you too will become targets. If people thought the domestic terrorism label, remember when the Justice Department was calling parents who were really angry in these board meetings, and they should have been, with drag queens swishing around in their classrooms and their libraries and all of this nonsense, this indoctrination that's going on day after day after day in public classrooms, and parents stand by and they go, hmm, boy, well, I don't think my classroom's like that. They're all like that, or they're in the process of becoming. All of this going on, and now parents are going to be shut out of this process. Once this is codified into law, parents will be considered bigots for pushing back on extremism in the classroom. Tony Perkins made that statement yesterday, Family Research Council. It won't be an illegitimate ruling where the courts acted on their own. Now it will be a law of the land. Perkins, who's president of Family Research Council, in a commentary that he wrote for the Daily Signal, I think he wrote it for The Stand, which is one of their, uh, the uh, Family Research Council's outreach. It's an arm of that. But it was, I saw it in the Daily Signal, which is a part of the Heritage Foundation. He told the story of Reverend Dr. Bernard Randall, 
no relation, I don't think. Although I have relatives from the UK, I think I think they came from there. I don't know. They were they were coming from somewhere. They were headed for America back in the day. But anyway, this Reverend Doctor Bernard Randall, a Christian chaplain speaking in a Christian school in the UK, he was explaining what the Church of England believes regarding marriage. Now, the Church of England is not a bulwark of truth, but they have believed in and stand for marriage between a man and a woman. Well, he was explaining what the Church of England believes regarding marriage. He was suspended. He was fired for gross misconduct and reported to Child Protective Services simply for restating what the Church of England believes. He is a chaplain of the Church of England. Perkins says, H.R. 8404 is a stick of dynamite in the hands of the left. He says it will supercharge the attacks. That's now would be past tense. It will. The marginalization, the oppression of people of faith, and anyone who believes in marriage as human history defines it. Randall came to Washington, D.C. to warn America that this was possible. I think perhaps um, Perkins was involved in that. I'm not sure. But he came and he told his story. He talked to a number of people in Washington, D.C. And he said, my story sends a message to other Christians that you are not free to talk about your faith. It seems it is no longer enough to just tolerate LGBTQ ideology, he said. You must accept it without question, and no debate is allowed without serious consequences. Perkins wrote his commentary hours before the U.S. Senate voted yesterday afternoon with the help of 12 Republicans, as I already mentioned. They passed this bill out of the Senate to be approved again by the House before the House majority changes to Republican in January. Writing hours before the Senate voted yesterday, Perkins said the greatest threats are policies like the so-called Respect for Marriage Act being considered by the United States Senate. They are what curtail the exercise of religious freedom, which leads not to a violent overthrow of this fundamental freedom, but to its systematic suppression and eventual loss. And he's exactly right. The LGBTQ people have worked in Ed Murray was known for his skill at incrementalism, the, new, the Seattle Times praised him a few years ago before his fall from their grace as mayor when he was a, a senator. They were praising him of how he came, brought about the redefinition of marriage in Washington state. And the thing that they really made the issue of their article was the fact that he was so skilled at being incremental about redefining marriage, according to the law in the state of Washington. That's what they do. And that's what Tony Perkins is talking about here. The U.S. Senate took what they called historic progressive steps toward equity yesterday to codify so-called same-sex marriage into federal law. But I would say, rather than progressive, these steps are faulty. They're stumbling. They're slouching toward Sodom and Gomorrah with the consequences of destruction to follow. There are consequences to these kinds of decisions. But is it over for our country? No, it isn't. Here's why. If, <clears throat> if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. That is the only solution. It was Matthew Henry... Uh, Henry that said, when people 
forget God, Patrick Henry, when people forget God, tyrants forge their chains. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.